for some reason, I thought I wasn't coming home until today. Yeah. And then I got the little reminder from Delta that it was yesterday. <laughs> it's like, oops. Please check in for your flight in 24 hours. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Did you have a good 4th of July? Uh, I spent part of it in the air. Oh, as a firework? Yes. You get yes. shot out of a tube? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, sometimes I feel like a plastic bag blowing in the wind, but you know. But baby, I'm a firework. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, traveling on the holiday. Yeah. Can, can, can we talk about what a shit show travel is in the U.S.? Sure. What a fucking miserable <laughs> experience. Is it because of the pandemic or is it just in general? Oh, it's just in general. Okay. It's just in general. It's, you know, you've got uh, the great unwashed masses, like, like, <laughs> almost sitting in your lap because they they overbooked the goddamn flight and you can't hear anything anybody's saying over the loudspeaker so why even bother <laughs> and they've gotten to the point where they don't even do the uh uh the uh, you know here's what to do in an emergency landing here's what happens if the camera loses pressure it's all on video yep and there's somebody standing there uh, actually, on this Delta flight, there wasn't anybody there, like, pointing out exits or showing you how to put the, the oxygen mask over your face. Right. It's like, they've just given up. <laughs> just given up. Yeah, whatever. Um, it, it was a lovely experience. And I don't know what the hell they did to my luggage, but it looked like it had been dragged through mud. That probably fell off the back of the, the little cart thing into a puddle. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like now that there is a little bit of like return whether or not the Delta variant locks us back up. Um all of these companies are going to have these knee-jerk reactions of like we lost all this money last year, so like all the planes are going to overbook again and like you're going to see ticket prices for shit go up because industries are trying to recover and Yeah, definitely. It's already happening. Yeah. It's already happening. I'm sure, like, somebody asked me the other day if I was going to go to the movies to see Black Widow. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I can spend the 30 bucks at home that I'd spend going to a theater to take the family. Right. Um, and God only knows whether or not movie ticket prices will be more expensive now. Sure. Because they were, you know, they were pulled through the gutter last year. So. Yep. I was like, no, I think maybe, and what we're going to end up doing is we're going to invite friends over and we're going to split the $30 between like two families hmm. and like, we're going to have dinner and watch a movie and 
you know, not have to worry about fucking getting assigned seats and getting there early and right. Fucking $30 popcorn and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, according to Stephen Dorff, the movie's not worth seeing. So, you oh, know, well, you know, who take the fuck that is for Stephen what it's Dorf? worth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why, why was he even given an opinion? Um, he was doing an interview for the independent and he was talking about why, what kind of films he looks to do that challenge him as an actor and, you know, help him grow. And uh, he said, I still hunt out the good shit because I don't want to be in Black Widow. It looks like garbage to me. It looks like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for those people. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm sure nobody's beating down his door. To put him in a, uh, you know, a, an action hero movie. Well, and being that he was the the bad guy in one of, like, the very first Marvel movies. I mean, he was the bad guy in Blade. Right. Like, why is he now being like, oh, these movies suck? It's like, well, you've been there. Right, right. And you made lots of money on it. Yeah. So. And you know what? You were fucking horrible in it, so shove it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, celebrities and their opinions. Yeah, well. Well, did you have any, like, screaming children on the plane? Or, oh, like, of course. Yeah, yeah Kicking the back of your seat? Uh, he was in the middle seat. <laughs> and he couldn't get comfortable. Did you... How many seats? Were there three seats in the row? Yep. Were there two people every, next to you? Yep. Every seat was full. Holy shit. Yep. And this was part of a larger family. So they like went back for two or three more rows. Oh, fun. So that was good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a kid who screamed the entire flight. Um, it's just such a great experience. You know, it's so enjoyable. <laughs> you know, it's 9-11 was how many years ago and I still have to take off my fucking shoes and belt. Yeah, 20. <laughs> that, ridiculous ridiculous yep. but anybody can go to walmart and buy a handgun and shoot a bunch of kids in school yep exactly <laughs> so exactly. you know that's good that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> happy fourth of july people yeah <clears throat> exciting uh, yeah we we spent fourth of july mostly at home and then last night some friends called and said what are you guys doing tonight and we were like nothing were they swingers? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so they <laughs> Take were like, my wife, please. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the town has a big, you know, fireworks display down at the municipal center and Goose Creek? yeah, Charleston, no Goose okay. Creek. So I didn't want to go because there's going to be a ton of fucking Republican rednecks. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with that. So, uh, I said, you know, I was thinking about like driving by around the time that it was going to go off and see some, you know, as we're driving by and ooh, ah, whatever. And so they were like, oh, do you guys want to go get ice cream? And we were like, yeah. And uh, like their kids are friends with my kid. And so she was going to get to see her friends. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And then when we were eating ice cream, I said, you know, there's a there's a um, if you go up like across from where the municipal center is, there's a church like across the street. 
And I had friends that lived in the neighborhood back there a couple of years ago who said that they would go to the church and like sit out in front of the church and watch the fireworks. And I said, okay. maybe there won't be anybody there. Maybe it'll be like whatever. Well, we pull up and there's like tents and like oh, hot Jesus, dogs. Really? And we were like, what do we do? And I was like, let's just walk over there. What are they going to say? Yeah. Are they going to kick us off the church property? Like how one Christian is that? Come on. So we walked over and we stood up and they came over and offer, offered us cupcakes and like food and stuff. Really? And, oh yeah. And we, the we church did. Yeah. And we stood there and watched fireworks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was All right. nice. You know, Hey, you know, apparently it was somebody's birthday and they had a bunch of cupcakes left over and stuff. And it was like, Hey, whatever. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. Exceeding expectations. That's always nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of people show up there because like there's no way that the church was so small and the amount of people sitting on the front lawn was so big that it was like, okay, we're not the only ones that don't go to this church that are here. <laughs> did they pass the hat? No, but they did come around with flyers for, um, for, uh, Bible camp oh, because we had kids. Up? No. Yeah. Oh. And like it's one day and it's like, well, what kind of camp is that? It's yeah. not camp. That's like a day trip or day whatever. Camp. Yeah. It's day camp. So, so I was reading the flyer and it was like, you had to come dressed in like Western wear. And I just looked at my kid and I was like, do you want to do this? And she was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, whatever. God. Jesus in the wild, wild west. <laughs> Yeah, so, whatever. Uh, that's too funny. Now, is this the church that kept sending you letters? No, no. That this is that that's a different part of town. Okay. That was the. Um, they're not Mormons. What are they? Um, Jehovah's. Yes, Jehovah's Witnesses. That's what those were. Uh, did they ever respond to your letter? No, they didn't. So no. So I'm assuming that, but I haven't gotten any either. So, okay. you know, so at least you're off the thing, off the list. I w- I, I'm pretty sure I am. Oh, <laughs> well, that's too bad. You know, uh, I'm, I'm making friends around town because, <laughs> you know, we this week we had um, solicitors and like the neighborhood is supposed to be like a no solicitor zone. Yeah. But we kept having people come to the door and like knock on the okay. door and want to sell me shit. Okay. And one of them did it at like 7:30 at night. Oh. So I made a sign. And I put it on my front door. And the sign says, "Door knockers please note. This household <laughs> charges 50 minutes or $50 per minute to listen to okay. any sales pitch, religious messages or fundraising stories. Payment is required in advance. By knocking or ringing our doorbell, you agree to the terms stated above." And not one person has knocked on the door. Really? Yep. Oh, well, that's good. Yep, because I will go out there and, and be like, don't say anything. Where's my 50 bucks? Right. Uh, well, I'm not going to just slam the door in their face. Yeah. I I had some some people at my door before I went on vacation last week, and they were selling solar. Okay. It was three It was three guys. <laughs> One was doing all the talking, and he, and he made some comment about he was training the other two. <laughs> um they they had matching polos so they must have been legit okay at first thing out of my mouth you know he starts the sales pitch i said before you even start i'm a renter 
And he's like, oh, well, that's what the neighborhood website says to say all the time anyway. I said, no, seriously, I'm a renter. I'm not interested in having the roof replaced, my windshield replaced, <laughs> solar panels, a new, a new uh, I don't, anything, anything. And he just kept going on and on. It's like, dude. <sighs> and then I asked him for his business card. And I said, well, you know, I, I can... I'll, I can give your information to the landlord. You know, you have a car. And he's like, well, no, I don't. And he, like, pulls out a notebook and scribbles his name on a page and rips it out. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? How, how is professional? that professional if you don't have business cards on you? Right? Yeah. And there's, like, uh, this year alone, there have probably been a dozen people trying to sell shit. So I was really thinking about doing a sign like you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I, it works. I, I, well, especially around here. Yeah, like they don't they don't want to deal with me. Well, good. I mean, and and the the guy at seven thirty apparently I didn't answer the door, and I was upstairs and I looked out the window and it was a dude in a polo shirt, and he had one of those. It was a cross between like a Segway and a hoverboard where like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, like it connects to like your knees or whatever. Yeah. And so he was on one of those and he was going back and back and forth in front of my house. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? So I knew that the, the idiots on the, the Facebook page would know. So I took a picture and I said, Hey, what's the clown on the hoverboard selling? <laughs> and they were all like, um, you know, it's pest control and he's a very, uh, he's very nice. And it was like, I don't care. It's seven thirty at night. Right. Like, I'm not opening my door for this dude. And so one of the guys was like, look, unless he's doing sweet hoverboard tricks, I'm not interested in what he's selling. I said, that's how exactly how I feel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there was, there was somebody doing that at my mom's house last week. <laughs> Dry, you know, going up and down the street on his little scooter thing. <sighs> that doesn't endear me to your company at all. No, not at all. Like that just makes me more suspicious of you that you're not on the up and up because mm -hmm. why would a company send you out on one of those? Yeah. And you know, and it's not like it's a big block. Like there's, there's four houses before you get to on either side of the road. So it's, it's two before you get to my house on this side and then two on the other. And then it goes down to a, um, a cul-de-sac. There was no, like he didn't park his car on the street on our street and then go door to door. There right. was no car. So he parked somewhere else and got on the stupid hoverboard thing and was like cruising the neighborhood. And I was like, I'm yeah. really not going to open the door for, for you. It's like, I don't care. So, yeah, that sign seems to work. Yeah. I mean, I know everybody's trying to make a living, but you know what? <sighs> Go away. <laughs> are you guys in, in Orlando? Are you guys having issues with like, um, like fast food looking for help? And oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's big down yeah. there, too. Oh, yeah. Because who wants to work for 12 bucks an hour? Yeah. It seems like it really seems like the um, the pandemic has shown a light on what it is really like to work for fast food. Yeah. And all and, the, all the know, idiots here are like, Oh, if the government wasn't paying that extra money and it's like, they're not. Yeah. 
now you're down to whatever your state pays. And if that's in Orlando, it's 275 bucks a week. Yeah. And that's about what it is here. And it's like, yeah. there, you know, Hardee's was offering a $400 signing bonus. And it's like, well, that's after you worked for 90 days and right. you get put through the fucking ringer by assholes that are in the drive through that are yelling at people. Mm-hmm. Like I have noticed that if you are really polite to the people on the little loudspeaker when you're uh-huh. they will give you extra shit <laughs> like I shit you not we went to a Zaxby's here and ordered and was very polite said thank you very much and they said no thank you we got free cookies like wow I was like because I'm not an asshole like I'm not yeah. giving them a hard time so they're just throwing extra shit in the bag and I'm like I, I can I can live like this there you go there's always room for free cookies Exactly. Little kindness goes a long way. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, things are, I don't know how bad they are, but, um, yeah, there's, you know, those those stupid signs they put on the side of the road, and there's some on the back road coming up to my house, and it's like, well, if you didn't pay people shit wages. Right, exactly. And not one of those companies did anything for the the greater good during the shutdown. Right, exactly. You know, there wasn't a special, you know, special pricing or, you know, come in before five o'clock and you get a discount. No, not McDonald's, not Burger King, not Subway, none of them. Yeah, the last time I drove by the McDonald's, there was a sign that talked about how if you worked for them, you'd get telemedicine. And I was like, that's not a benefit. Right. That is part that should be part of a bigger healthcare package, but mm-hmm. that's not an incentive to go work for McDonald's. No, not at like, all. Like telemedicine is 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 nothing like what it should be. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's a shit situation. You yeah. know, it's businesses have been screwing over people for years and put them in dead end jobs. In fact, I went by a McDonald's because I passed two McDonald's between here and the office when I <laughs> randomly go to the office. Yeah. And there's a sign out front saying that they were starting at thirteen dollars an hour or fifteen for managers. Oh, Jesus. It's like, ooh, sign me up. Sign me up. I'll wear the little visor. I'll, I'll wear all of my uh, my McDonald's flare pins. I mean, I'm pretty sure that like Chick-fil-A starts it more than that. Yeah. I mean, you have to deal with like the religious nuts that run the place. But well, I was going to say you have to give them part of your soul. So, <laughs> you know, it's a trade off. If I don't believe in an afterlife, does that really matter? Yes. Oh, OK because they will pray for you every shift. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Frightening. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. This pandemic has brought out the worst in a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would think that, especially in a place like Orlando, like if, if the hiring is that desperate, like there would be companies that might be stepping forward, but. Maybe not. No, not at all. No. Not at all. But, you know, they'll bitch about how people don't want jobs. It's like, of no, they don't want your job. They, they want a living <laughs> wage. They don't want. Yeah. They don't want to have to work three jobs in order to pay the rent. 
Right. And still not be able to eat every night. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it's always the motherfuckers, especially on Facebook here, that that have full-time jobs that wouldn't ever consider working in fast food that are bitching about like, oh, I had to wait 15 minutes at fucking Burger King. And it's like, well, one, you need to make better life choices. And two, <laughs> like they're not paying enough money. Right. And they're also the same people who will complain about immigrants coming here and taking our jobs. Right. It's like you want to clean your own toilet? Because <laughs> that's how desperate these people are to get out of their country. You want to go pick fruit? You want to like yeah. do all the shit jobs that nobody else wants to do? Yeah. But wait, yeah. you're complaining that, that they're sending us rapists and killers, but they're, you're saying they're taking your job. So what, what are you doing? What kind of what kind of rapist and killer jobs are available? Are those on LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> now hiring rapists? Uh, only Send for, us your experience? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe the mafia is, is hiring down there. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned like picking fruit. Uh, <laughs> where I work and where you used to work, yeah, um, they give us a I can't even remember what it's called anymore. But you get like three hundred bucks a year to do something that's not necessarily related to your job. Oh, like a so, like a work, um, like an en- like an enrichment opportunity. Yes, yeah. yes, and you know you could. You, you've got 300 bucks. You can apply that to a hotel room to go to a concert. You can, you know, what, however you want to spend it. Okay. And this one crazy ass woman I worked with <laughs> decided that she found, I can't remember what kind of farm it was, but there's a farm in Northern Florida where she paid them for a weekend to have an experience. Oh God. She was the only one who spoke English. <laughs> And she was, she was showing me pictures of the time. It's like, you know, here's these people out in the sun picking whatever it was. <laughs> and then she goes, and then they ring a bell and everybody goes down to the house for, for, you know, for lunch and they cook and everything. And, you know, you know, what I thought was great was, you know, beans because they're all Mexican. Oh, God. It's like, oh, lady, you you did not get enriched at all by this experience. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, so she paid 300 bucks to be a farmhand? Yeah. Oh. Which is probably more than they pay their farmhands. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, sure. Wow. Crazy shit people do. I mean, talk about white privilege. I mean, her whole story was was white privilege. Uh, yeah. It's like, look, bean. And she took pictures, so she's showing me these pictures. She's like, beans. Oh God. That's great. And if you see a black person, you show them pictures of cotton. <laughs> like, oh my God, clueless. Uh, so they th- somebody came out and rang the triangle, and they all went back to the bunkhouse. Yep. Yep. To eat the stew that somebody made from leftover meat from the night before. Uh, if, if the night before. Oh, God. It's probably rice and beans. Yeah. Some cilantro. And she probably got a bigger portion than everybody else because they were like, you got to pay the white or you got to give the white woman <laughs> fucking enough food. Yeah, because she's paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
good times. Wow. And, you know, I felt bad that I spent mine on going to see a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that good? Yeah. No, I saw Moulin Rouge. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Had a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> So we had a pretty big death. Was it today? Today, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hollywood director Richard Donner died at the age of 91 today. 91 years old. Superman, The Goonies, Lethal Weapon, pretty Lady much. Lady The pre- Toy, yeah, The Omen. Pretty much any of the big movies that came out in the late 70s, early 80s. Yep, that was him. Was him. He directed both Cindy Lauper Goonies are good enough videos. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he did Superman two, the Donner cut. Yeah. So, so in case nobody knows this, who's listening, um, he was hired to do both Superman and Superman two. shot a good 90% of Superman two before he had a falling out with the producers who promptly fired him. Mm-hmm. And, um, who is it? Richard Lester came in to, to finish Superman two and pretty much all of the cast decided to walk out. Um, which is why if you watch the end of the original Superman two, Gene Hackman is no longer there for a lot of, um, Lex Luthor scenes. And it's right. a body double and a sound alike who came in to record lines yeah. because that's how they, that's how much the cast felt that Richard Donner needed to finish. Yeah. Um, and then later he did. And then later he had the opportunity to go back and I guess he had shot a bunch of um, like rehearsals and stuff that they had done. So they had all that footage that they put back into it. And yeah. It's it's one of the first times that they allowed a director to go back and change a standing movie to be what his vision was. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often. The Zack Snyder thing happened recently. This was probably the one of the only other times that I've ever heard of that happening. Um, but he made he made that he made the Goonies, uh, all four Lethal Weapon films, which is a sliding scale of goodness it goes from yep. really good to awful. So, um, but preceded by two weeks by Ned Beatty, who he directed in Superman. Right. So, um, but yeah, they didn't say what he died of. Um, just that he had, he had passed away today. <laughs> well, he was 91. Well, yes. So I don't think it matters what he died of. <laughs> No, no. I mean, but a lot of times they'll 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 tell you that like after a battle with cancer or right. You know, he he'd been suffering from Alzheimer's for a couple of years or something, but yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. Just right. You know. Another piece of the childhood. No, but if you do go do go to Google the little people ask suggestions the top one is how did richard donner die (laughs) (laughs) okay because i'm sure there's dozens of people every minute trying to figure it out oh i'm sure 
that's just like I'm I'm getting awful tired of the clickbaity shit on websites where somebody says something or um, comic book comic book dot com is really bad at like um, Jurassic Park fans are reveling in the release from 25 years ago on the 25th anniversary of the movie. And it's like, are they really? Is there a real like get out there and show your support for Jurassic Park? Right. Like, I'm just sick of all that shit. Yeah. Marvel fans are clamoring at the release of the Black (laughs) Widow um, scene that was released. Really? Are they? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So. And Richard Donner's estimated net worth was $110 million. Uh, I mean, if he's getting back in from a lot of that stuff, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, he was he was one of the big producers on all the Lethal Weapon films and those made crazy amounts of money. Yeah. But imagine how much he could pay his gardener so he had a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't look at his his IMDb, but I'm sure besides directing, he probably produced a bunch of shit, too. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of TV in the early days of TV. Uh, Route 66, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so I'm sure he's been making serious money for a while. I mean, he was like the executive producer on like X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men. Like, like. He didn't like nobody was like, oh, that's a Richard Donner production. You know, so. He was the the executive producer on Bordello of Blood. Ooh. <laughs> and 93 episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So. And yeah, he did Wild Wild West. He did The Fugitive, Get Smart, Man from Uncle, Gilligan's Island. He directed three episodes of Gilligan's Island in the 60s. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. Twilight Zone directed six episodes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good career. Did he do any of the really iconic uh, Nightmare 20,000 Feet? Yep. Which is the um, William William Shatner Shatner one. one. Yep. With the dude on the wing. Because uh-huh. William Shatner actually did like two. He did. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one with the box. The, the one with yeah, the, with the yes double no. Head. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he hasn't done anything recently that we could point at and say, you know, here's a recent example of his work. But like, a l- large chunk of my childhood was Richard Donner films. Yeah. I mean, his work was the second thing that I ever was taken to the movies to see was Superman. Yeah. He he also made cameos in a lot of his movies. In, in uh, Goonies, he was a policeman. In <laughs> Superman 2, he was man walking past a diner. Uh, in Superman 1, he was man in street. Uh, on the man, man from Uncle TV show, he was credited as inebriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good for him 
Yeah. You know, and you haven't heard any any shit stories about him about how he was abusive to people or you know. No, no, and and so, quite the opposite. Quite people standing up for him when shit went south for him. Yeah. So so talking about things going south. Yeah. What the hell did you think about Bill Cosby getting released from prison on a technicality? Oh, dude. I I don't I don't understand the way that the law works in this country. It was funny. I'm sure you've seen this meme going around, but it says, you know, everybody's talking free Britney, but the best we could do is free Bill Cosby. Yeah. I mean, when you look at that shit, when you look at like what the whole free Britney thing was about, you know, being in a conservatorship with her father or whatever. Yeah. At, at, I don't know how old she is. I'm assuming she's in her forties now. Oh um, yeah. You know, the ridiculousness of that juxtaposed to a dude that has been accused by not one, not two, but like a dozen women of inappropriate behavior. And because of a technicality on something, he can just be released. And now he's talking about getting back in the stand up. And it's like anybody who buys a ticket to that should be put on some weird like fucking watch list. Like... You mean like Louis C.K. fans? Uh, Well, I mean, Louis C.K. jerked off into a plant. Bill Cosby (laughs) raped people. Yeah. I don't know if it's really the same level crime, but... uh. Well, and Bill Cosby was ordered to take a, I don't know what it was, a harassment and bullying class or something in prison, and he refused. Well, he said he he would rather... He's so entitled to to... his life. Yeah. He would rather like serve the entire sentence than admit that he was wrong. Right. And it's like, that's fucked up. Right. You ruin people's lives and you're going to fucking walk. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, man. And you know, that fucking Weinstein's people are looking at whatever Bill Cosby's people did to get him out. Right. And, right. you know, they'll try to get fucking Weinstein off and he's a miserable piece of shit, too. So, yeah, lots of shitty people in the entertainment industry. Yeah, well, the entitlement is staggering. I, well, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And and Claire Huxtable gave her support to Bill Cosby when he was released. Yeah, I don't understand that. What is what does he have on her that she's like Stockholm syndrome? Uh, maybe. Maybe she feels like Bill Cosby made her career so that she's going to support him no matter what. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that NBC took the um, slip and slide diarrhea show off the Yes. The list. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I really kind of wanted to see it. But there was a in, in a in a weird coincidence, the day that that came out, the CDC also released a tweet about um, not swimming with diarrhea. OK. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. And they had an animated GIF. Of diarrhea? Of a girl sliding down a slide in a brown... 
Oh, like a brown streak coming out behind her. Ew. And it's it's obviously like a it's it's a cartoon character. You know, the father's in the pool trying to catch her coming down the slide. <laughs> and the slide if is I like were brown. Him, I'd step aside. Ew. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Did the CDC take that down? Uh, if you type in CDC diarrhea gif, um, you can you can see it. At least the um, the still. Don't leave your mark at the pool this summer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you go to the well, it, that is clever. Oh my god, that's gross. <laughs> It only takes one person with diarrhea to contaminate the entire pool. Uh, yeah, isn't that funny? Oh my god, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> diarrhea and swimming don't mix. Nope. Nope. Oh wait, there's also another one of a girl submersed in a toilet wearing goggles and a snorkel. What? <laughs> Is that from the CDC as well? That's what they say. Oh. I mean, I'll give it to the CDC. This had everybody talking. I sure did. And it it brought a lot of attention to their thing. Oh, and it's on CDC.gov. Oh, is it? (laughs) Oh, so so it's a little girl in a toilet with a snorkel and uh, a mask on. And it says, if you wouldn't do this. And then the next picture is... um, mother and two kids in a pool and she's holding on to one kid and there's this big brown stain next to him it says then why would you do this <laughs> oh wow but apparently they're not the only ones who have done this there are other organizations who have put that out oh okay I mean, it, it, they were getting all the attention, though, so I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, whoa, what the hell is this? What? <laughs> so further down on my Google search, there's a picture of a guy squatting with his pants around his ankles. And I don't know what he ate, but he's he's dumping a huge load. It's on the CDC content syndica- syndication iframe. Wonder if you could put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> There's also a CDC one that says "Don't pee in the pool." Yeah. A pee mixed with chlorine creates chemicals that can make your eyes red and itchy. And there's a pic like, like, the kids in the middle of the pool and it's turning yellow around them and everybody's flipping out. Oof. So wait, what is the actual search that you did to find this? CDC diarrhea. Okay. And it's, oh. You see it? Oh, holy shit, yeah. Kind of looks like Barack. Just dropping a deuce. Is is he shitting blood? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the related images on the right-hand side are really fucked up. They have him, like, puking and his nose bleeding. Yeah. And a skin rash. Like, what the fuck? 
Wow. No. Well, good. So, folks, <laughs> don't take a shit in the pool. <laughs> All right? Just saying it. Don't go swimming if you have diarrhea. Yeah. Or don't pee in the pool. Don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Um, are you all caught up on Loki? I am. Yeah. Um, boy, they got two episodes to wrap this up. I will be honest. I didn't like the episode of them on the train. No, I felt like it. It felt like filler to me. Well, I think they were trying to build the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Right. But that they probably could have done with a six weeks later graphic. <laughs> or they could have just they they could have added something in there from um, Mobius where he's he talks about like um, variants are instantly attracted to each other or something. Like there didn't need to be this whole train thing about what love meant and Loki getting drunk. And I understand what they were doing, but when you only have six episodes, it feels like a waste of an hour. Yeah. To me. Um, but the last episode was kind of mind blowing. I mean, they they definitely made up for it. Yes. Um, you know, everything from finding out that the, um, what are they called? The, the time, time timekeepers time. Yeah. Whatever they are. were robots. Yeah. Um, you know, that all of the people at the, the TVA are variants and they all have specific memories that can be unlocked. Right. Um, really nice cameo from Sif from Thor. Yes. Like and and I feel like that's the beauty of these TV shows is they can do that. They can just bring in whoever they want for a day mm-hmm. and film something and, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, where's she been?" So I thought it was it was really cool that they uh that they include her. And then you know, there's the scene towards the end where they pit Mobius with the stick and he disappears and you're like, "Oh, is that the end of Owen Wilson?" Yeah. And then they hit Loki with the stick and he disappears. And I was, I, I looked at around the room because Loki is a very popular person in my house. Uh huh. And there was just a wide, like mouth agape of like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And I, I immediately was like, Marvel would be, it would be a baller move by Marvel to suddenly be like, Hey, you know what? This now becomes about Sylvie. And her journey and like, yeah, we just use Loki to get there. But like, we're now going to totally shift gears. But what you come to find out in the mid credit scene is that you don't die when you get hit by the weird glowy stick. You wind up somewhere else with other versions of you. Right. And there's like comic book accurate Loki. There's a big black version of Loki carrying a hammer there's kid Loki and then there's Gator Loki. Yes. Which I really hope Gator Loki talks. <laughs> I think that would be really cool to be like, you know, he has a conversation with Gator Loki, but I am, I try, I try really hard not to watch any of like the coming next week stuff that they released. Yeah, I don't the week 
because I feel like it's just so much better to go into these things not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I haven't gone back and looked at anything either to see if they give anything away, but I wouldn't want to see any of the th- the stuff that leads up to the twists in this one. Right. So I'm I'm really interested to see how they resolve this, especially with only two episodes left. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then like there's talk about other seasons. So if they if they show the TVA for what it truly is, then what is Loki doing in the next season? Maybe he becomes a timekeeper. Oh, maybe. But I mean, all this is going to end up leading to um, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. So, right. Everything's got to unravel towards the end here. And maybe maybe yep. there is no like happy ending to this. Uh. You know, maybe there's no conclusion of like, you know, um, um, what's her name? Scarlet Witch sitting in the woods. Right. You know, maybe it, maybe it's just kind of a downer thing. Maybe it's like life as we know it is going to be really strange from now on. And speaking of WandaVision, did you see that they changed the ending? There's they they have added in like things to the shot at the end of approaching that um, cabin that weren't there in the original. Right. That and they're not Marvel's not saying anything. So they're leaving it up to the collective imagination of the Internet. Right. But there's also like something in the corner that looks like it's floating down towards the cabin. Right. Right. Now, as a video editor I can tell you that to me that looks like another mistake okay there there is um, a side by side comparison of what has changed in the shots and there's more trees and um, what they ended up doing was they ended up darkening the window behind um, Wanda okay when the camera comes and settles on her and if you watch if you watch the floaty thing, it winds up over that window. Oh. So what I think happened was they f- didn't trim the start of the mask that they put mm. over that to darken it. Right. And instead it winds up in the shot traveling down to that. Um, and that's what you're seeing. I don't think that's Dr. Strange. I don't think that's the disembodied um, voice of Wanda's kids or whatever the hell else they're saying. I personally think that that's just a fuck up. You know, it does look like a, a bad math. Yeah. Yep. And, and it also looks like the shape of a window pane. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm fairly certain like what, whatever they did during the, the making of Dr. Strange, they probably decided that, the cabin needed to be more in the woods looking to match what they were shooting on set. Sure. So that makes sense. So they came back and said, well, let's put the trees in. And somebody said, well, I don't really like, there's no, there's no, there's no motivated light coming from that window when she walks in. Like she, she literally walks in and there's a stove where that, that window is. Right. On the other side. So there's no light there. So that somebody probably said we need to knock down that light. 
and they did it and they put it in and the poor dude that's doing the visual effects was probably overworked and underpaid and made a mistake. And who knows? They'll probably go back in then and trim it and then re-upload the thing and people will be like, it's gone. Right. So. Uh, seems like an awful lot of speculation for <laughs> not much. I mean, and it's, it's a little weird that like they'd go back in and change it. Um, after the fact, after the release, you know, they had, they had extra time with the pandemic to make sure it was done. So I don't know. I, I, I can't explain why they would Marvel would go back in and change it, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like when cats came out and they released it with, um, <laughs> With buttholes? Well, no. The they released the the first two weeks was an oh, unfinished print. Right, right. And they were like, "Well, we'll just swap it out." And it's like, "But the first two weeks is the most important. Why wouldn't you just push it back or, you know, make sure that the visual effects are done?" But I mean, that kind of shit happens in Hollywood, so who knows? Right, right. Can't change the release date. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, God forbid yeah. it's right. So. They won't notice. They're just so excited to see a new movie <laughs> about cats. Yeah. And Rebel Wilson and James Corden and leotards because, you know, that's a big selling point for me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So th- there's been a there's been a little bit of controversy down where you are this week. Which part of it? <laughs> so Disney. um decided that they were going to start doing fireworks again and the conservative right is all up in arms because Disney has changed their um, welcome spiel from ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to be more inclusive to dreamers of all ages and the conservatives are now all up in arms because I guess Disney's trying to include non-gender and binary people or non-binary people um, and I just, I just think they they've got nothing else to be fucking mad at. No, they look for things to be mad at. You know, the the 150 people who were killed in shootings yesterday <laughs> didn't matter. But you know, right? How dare you not say, ladies and gentlemen, every more anymore? I mean, that's un-American. I mean, I kind of feel like Dreamers of All Ages fits more of what Walt was about. Mm-hmm. with the opening of Disneyland and Disney World than ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it, it was it was to be all-inclusive for everybody. Society has changed since those days. Yeah, Disney is a, is a corporate machine that doesn't want to piss off anybody, but you're going to piss off somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this time it's just the conservatives. And I just, I don't understand. I mean, everything that I've read is like there, somebody was asking questions about it on Reddit and like non-binary people were like, I don't really care. Like (laughs) if they said ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, or if they say dreamers of all ages, I'm there to watch a fireworks show. Right. Like the voice, the voiceover doesn't matter to me. 
And so it's it's this weird thing. But I mean, has there been any like local fallout that you've seen? Uh, no, because no. Vanessa Williams sang the Black oh. National Anthem on PBS, and what? that's kind of taken the forefront. What's, what's the Black National Anthem? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is that a thing? Um, yeah. It was a song called Lift Every Voice and Sing, and it was on a capital fourth. Okay. And apparently it has become known as the Black National Anthem. Oh, okay. And she mentioned Juneteenth. Okay. So, you know, I mean, that's immediately grounds for a boycott. <laughs> and and is it the conservative white people that are all up in arms about it? Oh, of course. Okay. No, it's the black people. <clears throat> they don't like the song. <laughs> Maybe they didn't like her rendition. I don't know. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, it says conservative Twitter jumped on the national anthem part and declared it divisive, divisive, segregation, and racist to have any anthem other than the Star Spangled Banner, which was also performed. <clears throat> so yeah, so why can't we be inclusive for everybody? No. Mm-mm. Oh man. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, there's got to be something, right? Just can't be happy. You just got to be pissed off about something. Well, that's that's how we do it. Let's <laughs> let's obfuscate the true me, the true problems, and bitch about stupid shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I don't know what this world's coming to anymore. Uh, yeah. Did you see Harrison Ford got hurt again? Yes. <clears throat> On the set of Indiana Jones 5, like fucked up his shoulder while re- rehearsing for a fight. <clears throat> I mean, at this point, can't they just CG his face onto the the stuntman? Did it with did it with Mark Hamill. I mean, come on. Can't they they got to know that at 85 or whatever he is he's very fragile like he's very brittle yeah you know they're, they're probably like put beniva on a <laughs> on a on a iv drip or something i mean i can't imagine like them thinking it was going to be a good idea to have him in a fight scene right <clears throat> i mean is that i and i don't see him like wanting to willingly go into that either <clears throat> i don't know I, I don't know why at 80 something he's doing an action movie. <laughs> you know, he he should I don't <sighs> because Callista and the kids need to be taken care of when he finally shuffles how off the mortal coil. How many billions do you think they need? <laughs> well, it's because he keeps buying all those helicopters. Oh, and crashing them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so his estimated net worth is 300 million dollars. Oh, that's not much. I mean, you would think that he's got to be making close to 10 to 20 million a uh, movie. Yeah. Plus whatever back end deal he has. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering whether or not like, you know, he's, this is the legacy that he's trying to leave for whatever. 
I mean, I'd be happy with three hundred million dollars. I'd I'd be happy with three million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's right around John Travolta. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a little bit more. He's got more money than Jim Carrey. You know, he's doing okay. Yeah. I mean, Vin Diesel's estimated net worth is 225. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because he produces all those god-awful movies, too. So. Yeah. You know. Tom Cruise is worth six hundred million. Wow, yeah, but most of that goes to Scientology. <laughs> and yet, like Barack Obama, who is the leader of the free world, was only worth forty million. That's still an awful lot for a president. Well, that's all those I think, deals afterwards, right? You know, but I I think there should be a, a cap on being president. You know, you get your 400000 a year or whatever it is, and you can never earn more than that. Even with, like, book deals and stuff, though? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think a biography could be worth a couple of million bucks. Think? Yeah. All right. I mean, for certain presidents, not all of them. <laughs> Why, who do you have in mind? I mean, I don't want to see the douche in Mar-a-Lago make money. Well, no. You know. All I have to say about that is the way they cut Al Capone was tax <laughs> evasion. All right? Yeah, well, yeah. And I've seen his jail cell. <laughs> so... Uh, Harrison Ford has about the same amount of money as Brad Pitt at this point. Okay. Which I can see. I mean, that's, yeah, that's about what I would figure. I mean, yeah, that's just anything over a hundred million dollars. Anything over a million dollars is a lot of money, but you know. It just seems like towards later in life, he is revisiting every single thing he's ever done. Well, yes, he is. And being like, okay, like, um, you know, we're just, we're going to go out on a high note here. And I truly feel like this, this indie is because everybody shit, shit all over, uh, part four. Yeah. And he wants to go out in a better way. But do you think they're really going to redeem themselves well if it was Steven Spielberg I would say no okay but because it's it's um, James Marsgold is that who's doing yeah it? he he's a really good director and was able to take a character like Logan and Wolverine and give a really solid ending to that character and I feel okay. like he can do the same thing for Indiana Jones. Okay. And I feel like it's another one of those things like James Marsgold is a, is a big fan of the Indiana Jones movies. So it's, 
his take on it as opposed to Steven Spielberg trying to recapture the glory of Raiders. Okay. You know, I, I, th- I think it's going to be better. Because you don't have to do like, oh, he needs a kid and a love interest. And... Right, right. We don't need Shia LaBeouf back. Uh, no. Which I'm sure he no. wouldn't even come back, so. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know that I am a big fan of movie props? Yes. So, there is an auction going on that closes on Saturday at iCollector.com that's got some interesting stuff. And is this the is this the Prop Store of London collection? Is it? Uh... It's the icon. It's icons of pop culture. Is the the company doing the auction? No, okay. it says they're in Kentucky. Okay. Um, you can get an outfit worn by uh, Channing Tatum in Twenty One Jump Street for twenty one <laughs> bucks right now. Uh, you can get Jack Nicholson's uh, army fatigue shirt for fifty one bucks. What a what. So I'm on iCollector.com. Okay. So scroll down. It's going to be on the left-hand side. Uh-huh. And they're by date. The Hollywood memorabilia auction? That yes. One? Okay. Yes. You can get a burnt lighter. You can. What, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a piece of history, from, man. From what, though? They don't say. <clears throat> They don't say. You can get an Oscorp security guard shirt for 20 bucks. <laughs> you can get a, a Ravencroft Institute from Spider-Man 2 for 20 bucks. And lots of after-earth stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can get a uh, an Armageddon New York Post for 23 right now. Are you sure this is legitimate? Yes. Okay. Because look at the better things and how much those are. Like the Back to the Future 1955 Hill Valley, Hill Valley Telegraph newspaper is currently $700. Okay. Surveyor's a couple Transit? Of... What the hell is that? <laughs> the Batman Forever Batman's Body Armor, $215. Yeah, see? You can get a couple of shirts from from Will Smith from Hancock for fifteen bucks. <laughs> you can get an autograph set from Black Mass that looks like yes. it's got Johnny Depp in it that yeah. has no bids yet. <laughs> you can get Marshall's BA degree from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother for fifty one dollars. Wow, this is like the cheapest prop au- prop auction I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Indiana Jones Fedora that went for what thirty seven thousand dollars. Well, and that's that's the auction I thought you were talking about because yeah, like no. in in that auction there were actual like Muppets and 
um, things going up for auction that had never seen like an auction block before. Right. And I like downloaded the catalog and was going through it and like there's stuff from everything in it. There was like Harry Potter's wand and there were like yep. Rocketeer backpacks and shit. And yep. I was like, holy crap. If yep. I really thought I had a chance and I had the money, like that would be an interesting lot to try to go in on. But Oh, sure. I mean, you could get young Johnny Blaze's helmet from Ghost Rider for 50 bucks in this one. I see. There you go. You can get a skull from Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest for 93. <laughs> so, okay, there's two on page four. There are two Guardians of the Galaxy prop unit banknotes. Yes. Those never appeared in the movie. Uh, they can be seen in the desk drawer of the collector. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. It says they were used for set dressing. Okay. 210 bucks can be yours. Eh, no thanks. Benicio del Toro could have sweat on it. <laughs> you could get a home improvement Tim Taylor framed envelope for twenty six yes. bucks. Hey, see, a little piece of history there. <laughs> you know, oh, here's the one for you. What? You can get an NYPD hockey jersey from Rescue Me, twenty three bucks. Where's that? Page seven. Uh, oh, they've got Serenity banknotes. Yep. But I have a collection of those already. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, you can get a sweater that Cameron Diaz wore for 20 bucks. Well, there you go. A fragment of Viridian 3 from Star Trek Generations for 50 uh -huh. bucks. Yeah, see? Oh, see, now some of the Starship Trooper stuff would be cool. And their actual, like, prop prices. <laughs> right, right. Well, how come they can't be 50 bucks? God damn it. <laughs> oh, well, here's something you can get. You can get Melissa McCarthy's blouse and high heels. 50 bucks. Mm, no. It can be yours. Come mm -hmm. on. Come on. Do you no. think they washed them after she wore them? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they just put them in a Ziploc bag so that you can crack it open and take a whiff. Yeah. I mean, some of this is cool, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to make an entry into owning props... Yeah, definitely. And not blow the bank wide open. Right. And there's something in here that, you know. And there's stuff from, from well-known actors, Jack Nicholson, Kevin Bacon, Meryl Streep. It is an eclectic grouping, though. Yes, it is. I mean, it's from everywhere. 
Well, it's like, whose storage unit did they clear out? <laughs> Jumanji, welcome to the jungle motorcycle guns. No bids. <laughs> Starting bid is 100 bucks. You could get a Tonight Show with Jay Leno garment bag for 10 I mean, I, I'm really like, um, it'd be really interesting to bid on something Mm -hmm. just out of shits and giggles, but yeah. But like the Zack Snyder justice leagues, Gordon's Batman police profile is no bids, but the starting one is $1,500. Yeah. That's no, that's not what I'm kind of looking for. Ooh. Ooh. They have a last starfighter Rylan technician helmet. Oh, well, there you go. 425 bucks. Uh, hey. Imagine the enjoyment you will get from wearing that on Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, okay, so this is a piece of my favorite, one of my favorite films ever. Uh-huh. That you don't ever see come up for auction. Right. <sighs> Am I really going to bid 435 bucks? Come on. You're flush. <laughs> oh. I can't. No? Why? Cuz oh. you'll oh, kick man. you'll kick yourself later. Well, what are you bidding on? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing iconic enough that I would want from somebody. This helmet was custom made by the production for use by various extras during filming. The helmet is made of plastic and with applied detailing and features a flat finish. Wear from use is present present measures 10.5 by 10 by 9.5. I can't. Oh, come on. I can't. Come on. Come on. I can't. Come on. Pull the trigger. No. You know you, you know you want it. It would be an amazing piece to have, but I can't. No. Oh, well, your loss. (laughs) But see, the right thing to do would be to go on to the Facebook Last Starfighter page and link this and be like, here, whoever wants to own a piece of history. There you go. I mean, I could do that. You could say, who wants to go in on it? Well, then what? We ship it back and forth to each other? Yeah. You, you know, how, depending on how many people you get, you know, three or four people. So you, you get it for, you know, four, four weeks of the year. It'll be like custody. So, okay. So people are bidding on this, apparently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say how many bids there are. Um, but then below it, it says uh, live online auction starts in four days. Four hours, 14 hours and 35 minutes. 
Uh-huh. So I could bid on this and be outbid during the live auction, right? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, it would be really cool, but I'd get killed if I spent 500 bucks on a fucking helmet. Killed by who? Who has to know? <laughs> She's not going to listen to this. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'll sleep on it. All right. It looks very uncomfortable to wear, though. (laughs) There's an inside shot of it that almost looks like rust inside. Okay. That's weird. I mean, if it stayed at 435 bucks... In four days, I might. Come on, just for the thrill of of bidding on it, the the you know, maybe I'll own this. You're really gonna make me do this, aren't you? Come on, you're gonna regret it if you don't. You've had a long enough marriage. <laughs> Come on, there you go. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know. All right. You going to do it? Yeah. Are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So how do I do this now? I got to sign up. Mm, let's see. Uh, all right, finish signing in. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Got to put your, like, your entire life in here. Well, they want to make sure you're legit. How make did sure you hear not, about our auction lost. podcast? There you go. Email me when I'm outbid? Yeah. Text me when I'm <laughs> outbid? No. Email me a reminder the day before. Yes, I accept. Confirm my information. Why do I have to put in my fucking county? Come on. My, my I am now pending approval. Okay. Um... The auctioneer knows you want to bid, but they want to review your information first. So technically I've done it. All right. There you go. So we'll see. We'll have an update next week. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Whether or not I'm outbid for sure. Yeah. So. Good for you. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Uh, Putting it all on the line for a plastic helmet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from, a, from a from a B movie at best. <laughs> hey, it's not a B movie. See, it was very in in, in, in what's the word I'm looking for? Influential in my life. Mm. I made a goddamn uh like fan film about it. That's right. Ah. Uh, well, now that you just cost me five hundred bucks, <laughs> do you have anything else to? for this week 
No, I no. think that's good. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. John. Have a good week. You know the drill. Mm-hmm.